Um, I don't debate with people in general on social media. I have a few people, you being one of them, a couple of other friends. It, that's you know that's a very important term there, friends. I won't just debate mm-hmm. most people because most of the time it's a waste of time. Um, in a debate, I am trying to learn just as much, if not more, than I'm trying to like supply my opinion or perspective on any given situation or circumstance. So I, I need to, I need to know that I'm actually going to be learning something and not just slinging mud. But something about Joe Rogan that still, I, I don't know, it, it just kind of dumbfounds me in a way. Like in, in a way I get it, in a way I don't. Because Joe Rogan is a podcast host. He's, he's a UFC commentator. He is a former like TV guy, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's not a scientist. He's not, it's, as far as I can tell, professing much of anything. He's a guy who gets on there and has opinions and he brings on guests where he fires questions at them and does some digging. He, he is kind of a, a truth seeker, but not truth seeker as, in, as if there is some ultimate great definitive truth. It's the, the truth is just the digging of information in a sense that is science, 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 science. Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me as always is my good friend Colt. Yep, what did I tell you last episode? Our our streak of being in studio together was going to come to an end soon, and guess what? Snow. (laughs) (laughs) Snow? Is this because of snow? Snow. I don't know. This was your choice. Yeah. I asked if you went over today and you said, no, let's do Zoom. Yeah. So I do have ulterior motives. My motive, A, is that I am now in my new podcast room and mm-hmm. it's, it's all taking shape. And so we have an interview scheduled next week with Dr. Chalmers. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure that if I needed to work out any bugs... Anything like that. I wanted to make sure that I was in here to do that and use one of our podcast episodes to do so. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's my main reason, I would say, for Zooming today instead of being in person. Had, gotcha. Really had well, nothing. It, 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 it still snowed. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, but I look out right now and there's no snow. All I see is green grass. Did you, did you, get, you didn't get very much yesterday? I mean, not really. No. No. Like, okay. like we've I, got probably a good four inches, maybe. Really? Yeah. Like we had some friends come over last night, and they said that uh, they couldn't believe. Like it was almost like as soon as you turned on our road, it it was just so much more snow than anybody any anywhere else in the area. Hmm. So I don't know what happened. I don't know how that works because, like I told you earlier, I had a cryotherapy appointment yesterday that I was looking forward to, and they messaged me and said, Hey, because of the weather, we're going to close down early. I was at the gym at the time. It was like nine o'clock AM and they messaged me and I'm like, okay. So I guess I could kind of see this coming. Well, we got a total of about a quarter of an inch of snow altogether. And I know everybody was anticipating more, but I was, you know, I was just like, really? I mean, we get a little bit of snow and people just start freaking out. I went to Walmart and there was no bread or, or hamburger or anything like that. There was still some milk, but Everybody just went nuts as per usual because we were getting a little bit of snow and we've got everybody freaking out. The sky is falling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking at nothing but green grass right now. I'm looking out my window. As I mentioned, I can see my shed. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I'm tempted to, but I've got work to do on my shed is the thing. And I'm looking at it out the window along with all the green grass. And... uh my shed has a gaping hole in the roof. I shouldn't say it's a gaping hole. It's turning into a gaping hole, but it has a leak and the leak has gotten worse and worse. And I got some advice on how to fix it. I'm not really the fix it kind of guy, but we're going to give it a shot. It involves tar. 
and two by fours and some luck. Hopefully a lot of luck. But anyway. I would just use a tarp. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that's a temporary fix. And it, uh, that's kind of of the Hoosier way to do things, right? Yeah. I'm sure my neighbors would just absolutely love me just to have a tarp up over my roof. There is, there is a trailer kind of close to my house that a, they have had four parts with bricks holding them down for years now. Hmm. Like that, they, I, I don't know if they don't have the money to put a new roof on the trailer. Or what, but yeah, like their, their roof is tarps. Okay. And it seems to be working for them. <laughs> so I figure, it, I figure it'll work for your well, shit. <laughs> I might have to run by there and uh, see this, this new tarp technology they have. See if I want to get in on that action. Be a lot cheaper than what I'm trying yeah, I don't, to do. No, I, don't, I don't know that it's new technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, at any rate. It's a beautiful day outside today. Snow's all melted away. Yep. And mm-hmm. so you couldn't ask for much more. I don't have too many complaints. But let's be honest, I have some, okay? And some of my complaints, Uh-oh. of course, my complaints right now are centered mostly around um, social media and, and what's going on out there in the world today. My personal life, I have very few complaints, really. Uh, everything that I that I have to complain about, which it really... It's, I'm just trying to segue here. I don't really have too many complaints. The things that are going on, I've learned to detach myself from. But I am going to uh, bring up... That doesn't seem healthy. What, detach myself from? Or, or is it healthy? It is for me. You said the, the things in your life that are you have to complain about, you detach yourself from? Well, no, I'm talking about out in the world. I, can, I, I detach myself from uh, those things. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to challenge you here for a minute, okay? So bear with me. Oh, crap. Bear with me okay, here. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as you can see, this little post here says, no English word has a double E except for the words. For those of you just listening, we're looking at a post right now on the screen, and it says, no English word has a double E, two E's in a row, except for the words meat and tree. And then it says, prove me wrong. Colt, this is the challenge for you here. Can you think of any other possible words that have two E's back to back, you know, in in the English language? Uh, Lots of them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, green or a treat. No, that's T-R-E-A, isn't it? Um, There's there's so many words. How about C? Greet. Yeah, C. Um, S E E. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. m- uh, feet, knee. Good call. Good call. Right. The list goes on and on. Let's be honest. This is not really. Uh-huh. This is not really a challenge. Right. Is that why? Is it? Is that why? Like, is that what makes it funny? Okay. Here's the kicker. All right. I kind of liken this to like a a word search. You know, like word searches where you get a list of words and you've got all these jumbled up letters, right? And you go in and you got to try to find the words within all these jumbled up letters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to find these words, right? But still yet people, people like to do them. Why? Why would you say people like to do word searches, Colt? To pass the time? Yeah, sure. Pass the time you're bored. It, it's it's not mostly like for the most part, it's not really challenging, but it's something mm-hmm. to get the keep the brain going. You know, keep the brain moving around a little bit. Uh, keep the you know the the mind a little a little sharper, maybe, rather than just sitting there vegging and staring at a TV screen or or you know watching paint dry, whatever you know. So it's something. This little post right here can be the same. But here's the problem with for me, and I liken this to a lot of posts right now on social media. Um, they're very clickbaity because at first someone's like, "Well, wait a minute, what about the word knee, and what about C?" and the list goes on. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it's a way to reel people in. It's a hook. 
And so this particular post had like thousands of replies on there. And so I'm separating the people who, who answer to this post. I'm se- separating them into two major categories. A, the people who are passing the time. Well, this is fun. Let me see how many words I can think of with two E's. Because obviously this is an easy thing to do. So I want to play. All right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side. The people like, well, I can, th- th- this is wrong. This, th- this, these people are absolutely insane. I can come up with three or four words off the top of my head. And they, yeah. they engage in it. And it's like, oh, and some of them say, well, you, oh, this is only a genius can do this. And it's got like a math problem. It says two plus four times seven minus three equals what? And it says only a genius can figure this out. Now, when you do look at those problems, I have learned that you have to look at the order of operations, which is a whole oh, other yeah, for sure. It's a whole other topic for me though, because I think order of operations is stupid. All right. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Whoever came up with that that mathematical approach, whatever. But what good does that do anybody? <laughs> I, I exactly. <laughs> and I can I think I can prove it wrong anyway. Besides <laughs> in, in practical. I mean, I know it works. Like I know you can come up with the same answer every time. But it doesn't make sense in a lot of practical application. Anyway, I'm probably dead wrong. I'm no mathematician. At any rate, you get these clickbaity posts, right? And so I'm okay with the people that are having fun with it, the people that are willing to just throw in and add to the discussion. I'm not okay with the people who think they are going to prove a point by jumping in, piling on, if you will, okay? This is going somewhere bigger as we go along into this conversation, People who pile onto this thinking that they have the right answer or they have more answers and that the that they are they are provoked by the poster of this thinking that, well, then I must be a genius or or there's plenty of other words. This poster is, is wrong. They're wrong that there's no English words other than that. Let me prove them wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So which category do you think is probably the most likely on social media. Do you have an opinion on that? Just in your so, experience? If, I, if I'm scrolling through, say, Facebook, and I see this thing that you just posted, more than likely I'm going to look down at the comments, and I'm not, not, not go into the comments, but look to see how many comments there are. And there may be 4,000 comments, and I'm automatically judgmental. Like, why, why did you take a second out of your life to comment on that. I don't, I don't understand. Okay. So you just categorized a third category of people. <laughs> <That's> people who, <laughs> the people who judge the other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people who judge either being side. in that category. <laughs> You're comfortable there. It's okay. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, and you kind of just answered my next question too. Why do you think that poster posted that? Did the person who posted that really think that there was only two words in the English language that had an EE in it? Or what do you think? Mm, I don't know. Like I, when I think about it, 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 I guess it's just one of those like mind fucks that like when I start thinking about it, it's harder for me to think about or like actually come up with some, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I, I could I could come up with a couple off my top of my head, but when you first read it, you're you're like, there should be like a thousand other ones that have double e back to back. But right now, I can only think of two. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah, but it, using theory of mind, right, which is basically uh-huh. the the idea that you can you can think about how another person is thinking outside of your own logic. Why do you think yeah. someone would post that? Would would post that original post? Do you think they really believed it? No. Okay. So like most posters, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get as many comments as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's some someone that says, you're stupid. <laughs> There's like 4,000 other words besides the two that you listed. And I'm probably missing a 1,000 or two when I say that, right? It doesn't matter because the okay. person who commented still left a comment, which is that person's ultimate goal, right? Mm-hmm. I know I, I myself, I'm not talking rocket science here, okay? This is right. just the, like a very foundational basis for what is really, really irritating me in on the internet in general right now. Let me, let me ask 
you this, the person that posts that, do you think that's the same person that literally probably goes through and looks at all of the comments? Or do you think that that's the person who posts it and then walks away? I doubt they go through all the comments. I I think that a lot of times, I I doubt it. Why would they want to? I don't know. Why would they want to post that? (laughs) To get as many comments as possible. Especially like... But then not look at them? Sure. Yeah. Huh. I would say that most of the time it's for a, a different purpose or a bigger purpose, right? So if you are trying to generate a lot of traffic on your site, you post something you know is going to provoke a lot of responses, right? Right. Easier. Mm-hmm. You know, that's easy enough. So yeah. it, social media is, I, I should have pulled up another example of this. It is littered right now with these this particular template of a post where it shows a person like it brings up now it says um, well now they've now they've they've come after Keanu keeping in mind Keanu is like I don't have too many like popular especially Hollywood people that I really care for I really like Keanu I, I like him for who he is, even though he's not the greatest actor in the world, he's still one of my favorites. I just, I just like Keanu have ever since Bill and dead. At any rate, the, the template, the, the post says now they've come after Keanu. What, you know, who will they get next? And that's all it says. And so what does that make you want to do? Well, Keanu's, I mean, that's everybody knows Keanu's a good person. Like he's really a good person, apparently like in his real life. And so what are you going to do then? You want to find out more, right? You're going to click mm-hmm. on this. Well, I'm not going to click on it. I, there, I didn't and I won't. But I did go to the comments just to kind of get a feel for what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the comments say something like, well, the, the it's just everywhere from, from either side. It's like they, they just will stop at nothing to take down the people who um, are, you know, who, who go against their ideology. And that's all it says. And then somebody else will say, you know, well, I never knew this about Keanu. It's like, who could have thought? All, all geared in, in my mind to get you to suck you in to this thing, knowing that probably I, I am positive, even though I will not open that post, I am confident that this is not a, really about Keanu at all, that they're getting you in there, trying to get you down a rabbit hole, more than likely to sell you something, right? That's going to be the major, the, the, the final goal is they're trying to sell something every time that this is what the name of this game is, right? Mm-hmm. Or to get you to like subscribe or, or whatever in the process, of course, you know, once again, the, the inevitable end of the rabbit hole is you purchasing something from these people, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is the clickbait world that we live in. Nothing to me is real anymore. This is why I stay detached, right? This is why nothing seems like it, 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 it is what it is, you know? Nothing is. Everything is just a ploy to get you to go down this particular rabbit hole. You still with me? I am. Okay. Isn't that, I mean, it's a way of advertising though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So so it's kind of like just advertising has evolved sort of Mm -hmm. or devolved. I don't know. Whatever you want to look at it. Yeah, it's definitely changed, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so it's just a different way to advertise. I, I, you know, you're right in a in a large sense. I, I guess you could go back to the fact that I've never liked advertisements either. <laughs> <laughs> never have. And you know, I can I can credit my dad for this. He, I remember when I was a kid. He was always like he would rail on on the the tricks and the ploys and the things that people do to try to get you to buy stuff. Everything's about buy me, buy me. When I remember one time, I don't know if you remember if this happened when you were a kid, and I know it did when I was a kid growing up. You would get these things in the mail from the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they guaranteed on there every time you. It looks like you're going to win a million dollars or maybe five million dollars. Yeah. You know, while you're waiting, why don't you buy some of these magazines? <laughs> you know? I mean, you're going to have plenty of money to anyway, <laughs> right? You can buy all the magazines you want because you just won the, the, the publisher's I, I never house. knew. 
I never knew what that was. Like, what is Publishers Clearinghouse? Like, what is their main thing that they do besides just give away money to random people sometimes? Yeah. I don't even know if those are real people. <laughs> they, oh, you don't think anybody ever got money? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What, what? This is a weird conspiracy to start. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever seen anybody win Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes was on their own commercials. Okay. I never saw a news report. I mean, I see on the news sometimes people win the lottery, you know, uh, uh, yeah. even if it's like somewhere in New Jersey, someone won Powerball. They won, you know, $500 million, whatever. I've never seen the news about <laughs> publishers clearinghouse we, sweepstakes. <laughs> we need to we need to YouTube that. There's got to be YouTube videos of people winning publishers clearinghouse. But what is Maybe. publishers clearinghouse, dude? Well, I, I don't. I can honestly do they, tell do, you. Do they just sell magazines? I think so. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. It, oh, it, you man. know, because the whole thing. And, and my point was though. I remember. I remember my sister getting real excited. Dad, look at this, Dad. And Dad's like. <sighs> And you, there was a lesson coming, and he and he sat us down. I was like, "Look, nobody gives you anything for free. It it just doesn't happen." And uh -huh. instances in life as I was growing up, I remember this being a recurring thing, um, like on commercials, advertisements, things like that. Um, just different times where Dad would remind us, and eventually it became a, it became a voice in my own head. It's like, this is just a way to try to get me to sell or to buy something from these people who are selling whatever it is that they're selling, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've always had that. And I appreciate that insight so much, even though, you know, I, I, I guess you could say I'm irritated by a lot of things in the advertising world because of it. But I appreciate that insight so much because I've always been able to see through a lot of different advertising ploys. That and, you know, later after high school, I got really interested in psychology. And so that helped me as well to know how the human brain works and, and what different things, um, what they trigger within the human mind when you're looking at them. Like if you mm -hmm. notice a lot of your, a lot of advertisements say on billboards, especially on, on TV and internet, any, anytime whether it's a visual, they use a lot of faces, you know, as opposed to like pictures. Now there are some pictures and there are some just words, but they like to use faces. Why? Because human beings are engineered to recognize faces or, or, or to identify with faces. So when you see that nice face on the billboard, it says you can come buy stuff from us because I'm a trustworthy individual. If they've got a good smile and they've got that look that, you know, hey, you know I think they do. I, I think they are trustworthy. I think they probably have my best interest. I'm going to go buy a car from that guy or I'm going to go buy whatever from that guy, land, real estate, whatever. Um, yeah. There's psychology behind that. It's interesting. It's interesting how psych the psychology works. Like even I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, like having a, a little kid now watching cartoons and stuff that that he likes to watch. Just like the different colors and the the bright colors. Like you can tell one show will suck him in more than another show will. And a lot of that has to do with like the psychology behind it. And like you know shows and things are engineered to be that way to suck in viewers is pretty crazy. I love children's programming because of that. I mean, yeah. just like with anything else, you've got to be careful. You know, you got to be careful about what your kids are, are watching because you don't want them to get sucked into something that's, you know, bad for them. Right. But those shows are engineered to grasp or, or to uh, gain their attention, right? It gets their attention mm -hmm. with the colors. And, and then all the shows are based off of some component of, uh, of learning, whether it be mathematics or whether it be shapes, um, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, spelling or whether it be social skills or, or whatever. And, and some shows have, a, you know, a collection of those different things, but, uh, well, that's, you know, that's another conversation me and my wife, like don't want our kid to be sucked into TV and all want to watch TV all the time and stuff like that. So even at like a, a very young age at five months, what he does watch, we still are like monitoring kind of sort of like. And then uh, there's a show called Bluey that he watches a lot of, but it's like a good moral driven show, hmm. which is another thing that we kind of look at. Yeah. 
Now, of course, he, he all he's doing right now is just looking at it and not really understanding what's happening. But at a certain point, if he stays liking those shows, at least we know that they're he's learning something of value. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I, though, when it, and, and you got to be careful with this, but it's my belief that with the the type of programming that they have for for babies up to children of about school age, the kind of programming that you have for them, TV is not a bad thing uh, because they're they learn. I, I watched my my kids learn so much from just watching all these cartoons. My son, you know, who I talk about sometimes, he's on the spectrum. And he was like he started talking at the about the normal age, a little bit late, not much, but then he stopped, which is one of the telltale signs of autism. And he didn't really he was nonverbal there for about what a year, uh, maybe close to a year and a half after that. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're we're sitting in bed one one day and out of nowhere he starts counting in Spanish and it just blew me away. Right. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. no, you haven't talked in like a year and a half. And now you're speaking in Spanish or you're counting in Spanish. He's and, broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew exactly where it came from, though. It came yeah. from Dora the Explorer and right. from her cousin, whatever his name, Diego. Well, so, what happened if he what, what happened if he only talked in Spanish from there on out? Dude, I don't know. He's <laughs> crazy. You're learning Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But he he has a proclivity for that, though, because. Right now, we, we end up getting Disney Plus for some reason. My daughter wanted it, and then I found out they have every episode of The Simpsons on there, so we're going to keep it for a while. But There you go. He gets on there recently, and he wants to watch everything in Japanese. I don't know why. He just he likes to sit there and listen to everything in Japanese, and so who knows what he's actually taking in and, and learning there, but he's very high-functioning, you know. so he, he's very smart. Yeah. He's been reading at a, a very high level for several years now, so it wouldn't surprise me if he actually picked up some Japanese and, and started like learning it. Yeah. Right. At any rate, um, the the point of the uh, of the clickbaity stuff is kind of leading into the next topic that that we'd like to discuss here, and that is once again the recently the recent piling on continuing of the piling on of Joe Rogan. Um, from the Joe Rogan Experience, his show. He's a big-time podcaster. Everybody knows who he is pretty much by now. Not everybody. I was talking to somebody, I think it was yesterday, and they're like, well, who's Joe Rogan? I was like, okay, let's see. Oh, you watched Fear Factor, right? Oh, yeah, I watched that. Oh, he was the host of that. Oh, yeah, okay. So for some people, that's just, that's how they know him. But at any rate, recently, Joe Rogan has come under fire because apparently Spotify has gotten a, has gotten a petition from about 200 medical experts who say that he is now allowing disinformation on his podcast. So, of course, by disinformation, they are referring to the, uh, in, the any counter-information to the uh, vaccine um, for COVID. And so he's had some, a couple of, of guests on here recently. Dr. Peter McCullough was one. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough came on and talked about a lot of um, counter information counter to what all the information we've been getting from the CDC and from Dr. Fauci in particular, and pretty much a lot of the the scientific community, the who all that good stuff. Then he had on this Robert Malone guy. Robert Malone was apparently one of the people involved in the creation of MRNA, which as you may or may not know, the, the COVID Vaccines that we have are mRNA technology, which is messenger RNA technology. I don't want to have to say all those words. <laughs> There's about a 50-50 shot that I'm going to get them out correctly. So I'm just going <laughs> to... I can say messenger. At any rate, it is it is a, a newer technology. People are scared of it. Uh, people are worried. There's a million conspiracy theories out there. Um, so I'm just going to stop right there at first and get your take on all of this right now. Like just just your foundational basic opinion, where you at with the Joe Rogan show and, and what's going on with his offering counter information to his listeners. Well, let me ask you this first. You're saying he's offering counter information or, or are they saying that he's having guests on his show that are offering information disinformation the the point is that he is providing a platform for these gotcha. guests to come on 
and offer this counter information. So therefore, by proxy, it's his fault, basically. Yeah, I I'm I don't know Joe personally, <laughs> of course. Really, but from listening to him for for a long time, I I don't think he purposely puts anything out that he doesn't think is legit. And the reason why I say that is because he's had a lot of guests on that he's argued back and forth with. Yeah. You know, he's not just going to let somebody come on the show and put out information and him just roll with it. If it's something that he thinks is, you know, there's an argument to be made about what they're saying, he will make sure that that argument is had and done. Yeah. Uh, I think the misinformation is more of a, well, they're putting out information against what the rest of the media or the, I guess uh, putting out information uh, that's, opposite of what the agenda is does that make sense it makes total sense you are in like the sunbeam right now I, I, you I look can, like an angel i i, I can tell <laughs> I, can, I don't know what to do about it at this point so we're just gonna roll with it for now oh uh look upon you know my angelicness for for a while but okay. no I, I i agree with you there and i'm happy that you see it that way um I, I still have a little bit of a different viewpoint, but let's expound on that for, for a minute, what you just said. So basically there's a narrative, right? There's a narrative and at for a while, at least it seems like, and I'm, I'm pretty confident in this, but it seemed like it, it, anybody who went against the narrative and, and there was no, no reasoning, no logic, no justification for the narrative. It's just, this is the narrative. Now shut up or we're going to shut you up. You know, we're going to take you off Twitter. You know, and Robert Malone was was removed from Twitter. Uh, Peter McCullough, he's been wiped off all that all that uh, social media and, and all the platforms, the major platforms too. So basically, this is the narrative. If you don't like it, then you know, keep your mouth shut, or else we're going to cancel you. And that's what's happening now. There's some voices out there. I know I mentioned him a lot, but Sam Harris is one of those. He feels like the narrative is important because disinformation can be. Um, deadly. It, it's critical. It, it's critical because if people don't get the vaccine, his words, you know, basically paraphrased, but if people don't get the vaccine, then it affects all our society in such a negative way that this narrative is important and this disinformation is putting our, our society, our, our human race at risk in general, right? So, um, yes, there is a narrative, but this is why, is basically what it's come to, okay? And Joe Rogan is offering, though, a platform for both sides. Let's not forget, not too long ago, he had Sanjay Gupta on his show. This was after CNN went on this rally about Joe Rogan being on horse dewormer, which mm-hmm. was that they treated them, they treated that story just like social media did. You know, and I shared several of the memes where Joe, Joe Rogan was turning into a horse because <laughs> they were funny, right? <laughs> That's funny yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I think, you know, once you get to a level where Joe Rogan is at, as far as the, the popularity of his show and, and his name recognition and, and everything that he, he does is just out there, you're, you've got to expect some horse memes, right? I mean, you've got, you've <laughs> got to expect some things like that are going to happen. Yeah. And personally, I enjoy them. I, I think they're hilarious. Here's those two, those two categories of people again, though, right? You have the people who think, like me, for instance, who think that the horse memes are funny, and you can see the creativity of the meme, right? And how it how it relates to a story that goes on like in real world, in the real, you know, the real world around us. Versus the people who think, okay, this is because he's taking horse medication and he's so stupid. And they go down that rabbit hole, right? They go down to the negative because they didn't do their, their homework and know that really he was taking a medication that's prescribed by doctors that won a Nobel Prize. So on and so I'm not here to... to to uh, support ivermectin, I, I could care less about ivermectin. Right? It, it's it's not the point. The point yeah. is the, the point is the way that we are engaging with social media and, and how it is affecting people and polarizing people on two different sides. And when you have something as polarizing and, and as impactful as COVID and the vaccine, obviously it it makes it even like exponentially more impactful. Right. Let me ask you this, because I just thought about this, and I don't think I've ever thought about this before. Because you were just talking about clickbait. Mm -hmm. 
and you probably love memes more than most things in life. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> Can memes be considered clickbait? And here's why I say that, because there have been times where I see memes come across my Facebook and I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I go and investigate where that meme came from. Yeah. So that became clickbait for me, right? Yeah, I agree. Yes. So you you have a love-hate relationship is what you're saying right now. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's a good point um, because here's the thing about about memes though. They're not necessarily geared to be clickbait. They they okay. can they can kind of take on that form if you don't understand what the meme is about already. Like if if you didn't know anything about the the Joe Rogan taking ivermectin, uh, ivermectin uh, if you didn't know that was a thing, and if you didn't know ivermectin was also had a purpose for veterinary uses. And you just saw that that post where that meme where it shows Joe Rogan and then it shows step by step how he transforms into a horse, a horseman. You would have no idea what that was, you know, what was going on. And you might just think, yeah. well, that's that's kind of a strange thing to, to look at. Or you if you know enough about it, but don't know enough about what's going on, then, you know, to investigate a little bit because memes are telling you it, it's a reflection of, of society. It's a reflection of life. Nine times right. out of ten, it, it it's showing you something that's actually going on, but someone's creatively making a, a farce out of it, making a joke because it, it's funny. It, they're fun. They're creative. It's what they're supposed to do, right? So in that instance, it then kind of takes on the form of clickbait because now you want to go investigate and see what's up, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but it wasn't meant to be a clickbait. It's meant to, oh, that's funny, and then you move on to the next <laughs> meme. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, yeah, it, I get it, it. it. It's made to like. It's just made to, to, to spark humor, usually, and sometimes yeah. a little intrigue, and sometimes, you know, maybe even it's meant to inflame somebody, to, to make somebody angry or whatever. You know, it, it's meant right. to, it, it, it's just art. It's meant to invoke a response in, in someone, and it's as simple as that. So, but it, yeah. it can be, but it's not, the purpose is not for clickbait is what I mean. Clickbait in and gotcha. of itself, that... That thing where, and I, I saw another one, it happened to be Sanjay Gupta, where I, you could tell they weren't real, but it showed tears coming down his eyes. <laughs> it was it was so fake looking, but they said something, you know, one of those taglines that um, now Sanjay Gupta will never be back. He'll never be the same. Just something very cryptic that makes you yeah. makes you want to like click on it and be like, oh, man, what happened to Sanjay? I know he was just on Joe Rogan not too long ago, and I know that he you know, was getting railed by both sides, so let's see what happened to him. Chances are they're right. trying to sell you magazines, man, or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's something like that. That's what clickbait is all about. Yeah. Um, uh, as as far as Rogan goes, what do you have? You followed that story about the guy who's um, is it the Supreme Court? Is he taking papers to the Supreme Court based off of Joe Rogan's podcast? Uh, which guy? I can't remember what his name is. Um. So you haven't heard about this? I get, I don't guess. Uh, not based on what you've given me so far. Okay. Give me one second. I'm going to try to look this up real quick. Okay. Because I really thought that you would have known or would have heard about this. Um, let's see. Okay. I don't, it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to come up with it real quick. So we'll just keep moving forward. Okay. Anyways. So. Here's here's another, and this is a point that we've talked about on the show before, and it's a point that I actually got into a little bit of a debate with a good friend of mine the other day. Um, I don't debate with people in general on social media. I have a few people, you being one of them, a couple of other friends. And that's you know that's a very important term there, friends. I won't just debate mm -hmm. most people because most of the time it's a waste of time. Um, in a debate, I am trying to learn just as much if not more than I'm trying to like supply my opinion or perspective on any given situation or circumstance so I, I need to I need to know that I'm actually going to be learning something and not just slinging mud but something about Joe Rogan that still I, I don't know it, it just kind of dumbfounds me in a way like in, in a way I get it in a way I don't because Joe Rogan is a podcast host He's, he's a UFC commentator. He is 
a former like TV guy, right? He's mm-hmm. he's not a scientist. He's not, it's, as far as I can tell, professing much of anything. He's a guy who gets on there and has opinions, and he brings on guests where he fires questions at them and does some digging. He he is kind of a, a truth seeker, but not truth seeker as in, as if there is some ultimate great definitive truth. It's the, the truth is just the digging of information in a sense that is science. But he is the number one podcast host. He is like very, very popular. So therefore, he has kind of the king of the hill circumstance. You ever played king of the hill when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, if you were the king of the hill, then everybody had to come and try to knock you off the hill. They had to try to yep. pull you down, right? This is the circumstance that he's in. Joe Rogan provides it. In my opinion, you don't have to like it. A lot of people probably don't. That's okay. But he, in my opinion, has a good solid show because he brings on some some guests that I like to hear. It's not really him so much that I'm listening to. It's the people that he brings on. Now, he does ask, I think, some good questions, and he does try to dig, and he's not afraid to have that counterinformation on there. And that's what they're afraid of. And then what happens, though, is you, you've got the, the people who are perpetuating the narrative, and then you've got people who listen to those people who are perpetuating a narrative, right? Okay, so right there, you've got this clickbait mentality. You've, you've, already, you've, you've already been, like, brought over to one side. You've already been indoctrinated. Instead mm-hmm. of keeping an open mind. Now, I'm sure that we all do this, myself included, to some degree or another. But it's something that is more and more, it seems pervasive to me. It seems like it's just, it, it's getting worse and worse. And I don't quite understand it because just because, I mean, once again, you don't have to like Joe Rogan's show, but why is there this pile on? Like, like, why was there, the, the ivermectin thing is a good example when CNN started railing on for taking horse medication, but it was ridiculous. You and I had talked about the, the memes and, and the social media pile on before CNN even jumped on, then, then they did it too. And it just, it just baffles me that people are so easy, so fickle to, to go into the mob mentality uh, of getting on a side and not, and just not opening up your ears and listening to the, the conversation and coming to your own conclusion based off of all kinds of different information that you hear, right? Um, he's the king of the mountain, so therefore he's the one with the target on his back. I think that's what it, it kind of boils down to. It has less to do well, with he, him, he, though. He, he, he's also a major media force, though. You know, I, I, it, it's not like Joe Rogan is the only one that people are going after, you know, uh, but he is a he's a major force in the media these days also. And I think it's weird. I think a lot of people are jumping on it because it's weird and it's different that a podcast host could be, could have this much influence on people and influence on the media itself. We've never really had that. Like a radio show has never been able to do something like, you know, be as powerful as what Joe Rogan is. Uh, you know, a podcast before him has never been, you know, never been able to influence people the way that Joe Rogan does. And, and the fact that people are seeing that now he's like bigger than a lot of news sources that they followed their whole life is really weird to people. Yes. I I don't disagree with several of those things. Um, he does have. A, a very wide audience. And it's important for me to note that when I am talking about the the taking him out of the hot seat, it, it goes for those who are slinging at him, putting the target on his back, but it also goes for like the the bro it's like followers that he has. You know. I, I think it's perfectly appropriate to follow his show because you, you really like the discussions. I, I don't, yeah. I, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. If you're setting him up as some kind of a guru, he's not, he, he never, yeah. he never claimed to be, he never said he was. And just because his, now here, here's part of the debate that I had the other day because of his stature, because of his popularity, popularity of his show, then he carries a responsibility. Okay. And, and that's what, these like this medical community and things like that are, are trying to claim that he, he's responsible for the the uh, 
the disinformation, as they put it, that comes across uh, on his show in the topics. He's not a news organization, though. He is not CNN. Okay, so yeah. things are backwards. CNN is the one that's piling on with the horse dewormer, and Joe Rogan's just yeah. presenting a discussion because he's just a guy with an opinion, right? He is not yeah. MSNBC. Yeah. He is not a journalist. You know, he's not a guru. He's some dude that's having conversations on his show that you can learn from, and you can and you can disagree with them. You can agree with them. Oftentimes, there's a lot of different information, so you can agree with some things and, and not others. And you don't have to listen in the first place. You know, he's not presenting things and saying this is fact. This is the news. He's just presenting information and, and having discussions based on that. And I think that people are aware of this and yet they're still piling on. Why? It's a good question. I mean, I've never seen Rogan as a guy who's only had like even when it comes to, like, say, politics, he doesn't have just people on the right or just people on the left. Like, over the years, he's had both sides of most things. He he tries to get information from both sides. Mm -hmm. So when if he has somebody on from the left, of course, all the people from the right are going to pile on saying, oh, well, you've got, you're, you're using your platform to let people on the left come on and spread lies and this, that, and the other, but it's not just politics. It's anything, you know, now we're talking about the vaccination and stuff. This is something that he's dove into hardcore because it is the topic, you know, but he's not, there's a difference between providing a platform for people to hear other people talk about, let's see, how do I want to word this? I don't think he's purposely trying to provide a platform to spread disinformation. I think he does have a platform that he can potentially have people on the show that may be spread disinformation, but he may have somebody on again or somebody else on the show that opposes what that person said. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not, he technically in a way he does provide a platform that could spread disinformation. But I don't think he's doing that purposely is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah, and I guess, you know, there was that time that I think, uh, he, try, I think he tries his hardest to show both sides of everything. I, I agree. But I also think that when he when he can see straight up, like when he can tell that something is just completely off the wall, like false, like straight up lizard people, you know, um, type of conspiracy, whatever, then he is he, he just doesn't really want to entertain that himself. Right. And like the guy, I forget his name now, the guy from Blink-182 who came on talking about the aliens. I don't know if you heard that episode, man. Tom DeLong. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. He's just, yeah. He's just off the wall talking like that, and he, and he provided quote-unquote evidence, and Joe Rogan was calling uh, shenanigans on it because he's like, that didn't, that didn't even look real, dude. And, he, and yeah. he, told them, he told the guy in person that, and he's also talked about it later. It's like, yeah, you know, that's probably not going to have him back on, you know. Um, so he's always been kind of careful about that. But even if he, and I don't think that he's got these people on like kind of like what you're alluding to because he feels like he wants to spread that disinformation. I think he wants to have the conversation so he can dig further into the counter argument because all you hear is the narrative. All you hear is the uh, the media supporting Fauci and, and the CDC and all that. Let's hear about you know the other side of things from these people who are doctors. They are doctors. They, and and you know, they have some stature, at least they did before they started talking out about, you know, against the, the vaccine. Why can't we have that discussion? Why not? What, what's what's so terrible about having that discussion? Well, if you ask Sam Harris, it's because we have to support that narrative. So everybody gets vaccinated because that's what's going to save humankind from this dark future of everybody dying of COVID. Um, but if you ask a lot of other people, it's just shut up and, you know, take the shot. Um, these are, these are scientists They they know what they're talking about. You don't, well, here's some other scientists who, you know, let's hear what they have to say too. So you're, so you're saying you agree with what Sam Harris is saying? No, you're just, oh, you don't agree with what Sam Harris is saying. Does it sound like you, it's not like what you're saying is that a lot of people are just saying, just shut up and get the shot, but you've got people like Sam Harris who are kind of giving a re a good reasoning on why you should do it. Sam Harris is, I don't agree with Sam Harris on, uh, several things. But he is, to me, one of the most trusted people out there as far as, um, let's see, 
because he does have Sam Harris does have an agenda. Um, he he has a, I think clear cut agendas. He wants everybody to be vaccinated. He will let you know. And he, in my I have complaints. I want to argue with Sam coming up here soon. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold of him somehow. We're still waiting for that podcast <laughs> to right. come out. I know, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he gives enough time and platform for the other side of the argument. I don't. I think that's that's one of the reasons why I like Joe Rogan's show because he does give some size some you know platform for other people. Um, but Sam is. He is upfront about the narrative, saying that if if we allow too many of these counter arguments against the vaccination, then you're going to you're going to convince a lot of people who would otherwise might be on the fence about it, who you could probably sway to get it. You're going to convince them not to because of this disinformation. So therefore, we don't want to platform those people. Right. I don't agree yeah. with that. I don't agree with that yeah. at all. But that's Sam Harris's point at least he acknowledges that there is an agenda right he acknowledges yeah. that there is a narrative um and and he rails on a lot of that he rails on a lot of different people that the same people that you and i both rail on sam harris does um but when it comes to this vaccination he believes that we need to stick to the narrative because it's the, it's the best thing and too many people will be swayed otherwise as opposed to people like fauci or or the mainstream media or whomever that says that ah, there's no narrative look over here look over here Look at, look at these studies. Forget those over there because everybody has a study. I don't care who you are. Um, I, can, right. I can find you a study for just about anything, to be honest with you. Now, you've got to find the reputable studies, things like that. But uh, no, I, so I don't agree with Sam Harris's his, uh, logic. I don't, I don't agree with his stance. I'm not on the same side. But I respect Sam Harris for at least putting that out there, you know, for saying, yes, there's an agenda, but I want to see all of you to get vaccinated. So I'm not going to talk too much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to give credence to these other people who would possibly sway you, right? And I think yeah. it's important to note also. It's obvious to me, but we're not talking about Alex Jones here. Joe Rogan is no Alex Jones. Um, it stands to note that the same people, and this is probably what's hurting uh, Joe right now, is that both McCullough and I think Malone too, definitely McCullough though have both been on the Alex Jones show recently. And Alex Jones is really talking up Joe a lot too, saying that he's on board with the same, you know, Alex Jones, man, he's out there. I, I like watching his show now and again. I do. I think people that can't handle it <laughs> are just, they just, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. And I, and I think he's, <laughs> I, I think he has some important points, but people are scared to hear it. You know, they're, they're either um, are, are they are they scared or is it just because of some of the points that he puts out there? People are just like, uh, no, <laughs> and that kind of discredits the other things. I know we've talked about Alex Jones before. We've talked about how he's really said some crazy stuff, uh -huh. but there's also some crazy stuff that he has said that has come to fruition right. later down the road. So if you don't if you, if you don't have the time to try to whittle through all of the stuff that he says to try to find out what's really real and you know, then maybe Alex Jones isn't for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it can be, it can be fun to listen to, but people who are swayed easily, probably not the best place to, you know, get your information from. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, and that's where, and, hey, it's going to be back down to earth. I can see now that I'm no longer like such an angelic yeah. presence about me anymore. You can see me again. You're, you're, you're angelic for a minute. Then you were on fire from the sun, and now you're back. I'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> we should be good now. I don't know. But um, I think you're right, though. I, I think that's where people like Sam Harris, they want to veer us away from, they would veer people in general away from people like Alex Jones because of the swaying ability. And if you are weak-minded, then you might very well believe in the reptilian race and, and Pizzagate and all these things that are you know, pretty outlandish. But there are some, there are some real world stuff. I mean, there's, there's real world stuff going on out there right now that we're being uh, distracted from, you know, um, we were given a, 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 a perfect view of the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case that that whole uh, uh, courtroom 
uh, what am I looking for? The the whole case was just, it was out there, right? The trial. I don't know why I couldn't think yeah. of that word, but the trial was just out there for us all to see. But then you had the uh, Ghislaine, whatever her name is, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's old lady. Yeah. Um, there was like two drawings of that case. Why? Why Why? Why was there no cameras in, in that courtroom? Well, there's a couple of reasons, and I don't think that we're, we're bleeding into conspiracy theories here, right? I think these are assumptions because I, I, don't, I can't prove them. But A, I think the most important fact is that there were some big names being discussed in there. Your, your Bill Clintons and your Donald Trumps and all the people that got on that plane with Jeffrey Epstein, those names were dropped, and they weren't allowed to go in there because they would have been exposed. Now, mm-hmm. wh- now what's up with that, right? And B, the fact that the Rittenhouse had, even though he shot white people, somehow it turned into a racial thing, and where well it, that wouldn't have happened if he would have been African American, he he wouldn't have got off like that. And people didn't, well, some people did, but most of them didn't see it. There was a very very similar case with an African American happening almost at the same time. They also found him not guilty, right? But the Kyle Rittenhouse was just blasted out there. Why? Why is this happening? And this is what people aren't understanding, is that, yeah, there's clickbait out there, but you're being pulled to one side or another when you're not paying attention to what's going on as a whole, when you're not forming your own opinions, but you're, you know, you're listening to, whether it be Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, Alex Jones, uh, David Pakman. He, he was piling on uh, Joe Rogan the other day, too. It's what brought up the debate with me and my friend. I listen to David Pakman. He's, he's super liberal, and he gives me a super liberal like side of things for me to shape my perspective based off of. Um, I want to be in the middle. And so I listen to a, a Ben Shapiro versus a, a David Pakman or the, uh, the Young Turks or uh, who else do I listen to on the right? Uh, uh, not Sean. I can't stand Sean Hannity. He, he just drives me insane. But anyway, try to get a well-rounded what? approach that way. Wouldn't you agree that you're probably in the minority when it comes to being someone who I know I want to be in the middle, so I'm listening to both sides? You're probably, I mean, the majority of the listeners from those shows are people who are on that side and want to be swayed in that direction. Yes. Yeah. And that's my point. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I I want everybody to stop being so close minded. Stop living in, (laughs) stop living in your echo chambers. I don't, I don't do it because. I don't know. I, I mean, I do. I find entertainment out of all of it. I do. But I also let my perceptions, my perspectives be shaped by hearing information and drawing my own conclusions. I know we can't we can't always draw our own conclusions. Like when it comes to science, I, I don't know much about mRNA vaccines. I've done a little bit of research on it, but I, I can't explain how all that stuff works. But I can tell you that you know, they, they said a lot of wrong things coming up and they, and they never really retracted as to why they said it. You know, it, it finally came out that when, when they first, you know, Fauci was, I, I believe it was Fauci himself said at the very beginning of the, the uh, pandemic that masks, you know, don't work. Don't worry about going out and get masks. It's come out more recently that they did that with, with it was an, it was a, a intentional lie because they were afraid that everybody was going to go crazy like they did with the toilet paper and there would be no mask for healthcare professionals. Okay. You know, but, but th- th- that lie just kept cascading into more things. And, and they had agendas where they were telling falsehoods. They were telling things that weren't true. And we don't have any idea why yet. You know, they, re- they uh, exposed why they lied about the masks. What about some of the other things? What about, yes, you get this vaccine and you won't be able to catch COVID. You know, or two weeks to flatten the curve. I mean, a lot of things, right? Right. There was a yeah. lot, a lot of things they've said that ended up either being inaccurate or sometimes straight up lies. And when you do that, you so mistrust. And so now they want to pile on somebody like Joe Rogan because he is sowing distrust with people. Eh, no, I, you know, I'm not buying that. What else is going on here? Why are you trying to pile on this dude? This this right. guy, this, yes, he likes elk meat. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, he likes to talk about some weird stuff sometimes. Why are you piling on him and and distracting ourselves away from a lot of the other the other lies or the disinformation that we know is coming out, but we don't want to believe it? I think because we're scared sometimes. Well, I don't know if it's just because we're scared, but I think a topic I brought up a lot is like we are not. Like people aren't conditioned to have a whole lot of patience anymore. 
you know, in, uh, when it comes to especially social media and things like that, like we don't, you know, everything's being shortened and, and, um, you know, we're just not conditioned to be, to have a whole lot of patience anymore. And I think the whole digging into both sides of an argument to find out or to make your, to shape your own perspective on this thing, it just isn't a, like, isn't a thing anymore for most people because we are just not conditioned to have so much patience to do that anymore. It's so much easier to just pick a side and go with it than to, you know, really try to try to investigate everything. Yeah. It takes too much work, right? Yeah. I've yeah. got, I've got too much, you know, the football games on, or I, I you know, I've got, uh, I don't know, you put anything in there, you know, I'm, I'm going to play disc golf or I mean, whatever it is. I'm just thinking of things that I'd like to be doing, you know? Yeah. Um, but just different things that distract us from taking the time to really figure out what is actually going on. And, and to, to me, it seems to me like these things are actually detrimental though to us. Like, yeah, it takes a little bit of extra work, but we are going down a path as a people where it could equal, you know, the loss of a lot more freedom and, and or it could equal a lot of more death and sickness from not having enough information about COVID and vaccines. You know, once again, I, I'm not supporting one side or the other when it comes to that um, that argument, I guess. I am just trying to get people to wake up and see that there's a lot of distractions going on and a lot of things just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, about why we're focusing on, on one thing and not this other thing over here, you know, and why it's not okay to ask questions. It's like That's what we're supposed to be doing. Why is it not okay to talk with the other side about things? And um, why are there so many un, uncorrected falsehoods, whether they be intentional or unintentional when it comes to the information that's come to us through this pandemic and uh, with the vaccine as well? You know, chances are they didn't know that the vaccine wasn't going to work. At least that's, I guess you give them the benefit of that doubt. They thought it was going to be, they thought you were going to get the vaccine and you wouldn't, you wouldn't get COVID. They didn't think there was going to be a breakthrough. You know, I saw a post the other day that said, you know, if I had three polio vaccines and I still ended up getting polio, I'm going to have some questions. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is that not reasonable is that not logical yes there's probably some there's there's probably some science behind why it's still happening okay talk about that and quit making people feel stupid because and feel like they're just you know barking at the wrong tree and listening to conspiracy theories just because they have questions about it what are you trying to hide that's that's my whole point and they they put out more clickbait to distract us yeah, absolutely. Yep. Look up. over here. Right. That's right. That's it. Look over here. Right. Don't, you know, don't, don't worry about what's over there. Look over here. Cause this is, this is nice and shiny and this is the information you need to see. Right. Yeah. So I, I will leave you with this and this could be even at the, our own detriment. <laughs> okay. Um, but stop clicking. That's, that's the only solution. If you go on to a post even just enough to say, you guys suck, you're stupid, <laughs> <laughs> then you're still engaging in that post and it still counts yeah. toward that person's overall engagement. You're still increasing. Or maybe, or maybe if you're going to click, click on something for both sides and not just the one. <laughs> okay. Not, not <laughs> you know see, what I'm saying? I like, like it, I like where you're going there, actually. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're going to let yourself go down a rabbit hole and click on to something, make sure you're clicking on something else that opposes that. And then, and then try to find yourself in the middle somewhere. I I actually, I dig that concept. The only problem is that, that social media sites and, and other internet sites like YouTube are, are minimizing our options. Yeah. They're canceling a lot of the, the other side because they are, they are also trying to control the narrative because of mm-hmm. who they who they are, are represented by. But I still like your logic, though. Support both sides, because that way you increase the exposure of both mm-hmm. sides. They, when you increase the exposure of things by clicking on them, by post or, or, or whatever, uh, people, pages, whatever, the more clicks, the more likes they get, the more widespread they get, because the algorithms support that uh, as if they're more popular, so... 
uh, clicking on on both sides is a way to get more of that exposure out there. But hopefully you're not just peeing up a rope and doing so because Facebook's going to Zuck. He's going to come in and say, nope, nope, you can't uh, you can't say that. That's disinformation. Yeah, there's a lot of it. And and think every day I see different people on Facebook. Oh, I just I just got out of jail, just got out of Facebook jail <laughs> or people who are posting things and then they're complaining because the things they're posting are getting immediately taken down. Mm hmm. And stuff like that. It's uh, it, it's in, it's interesting to see that, like, just to watch opinions and thoughts get shot down to where other people can't see it. Yeah, because it doesn't go with the narrative that Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whoever wants to wants to show. Agreed. Crazy. Agreed. Me, I'm just gonna stay in the middle, brother. I'm going to yeah. sit back and watch and, and try to be entertained as much as possible. Yeah. Maybe work on your shed. While you're... <laughs> Dude, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to see if I can't fix that hole in the roof. <laughs> I need some tar. I got to go get some tar. Somebody told me to get some blackjack. It actually comes in a caulking type of tube. And it's tar that, that you can use to, to fix your roof. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go there and do something, man. It's, it's a pretty decent shed. I don't want to lose it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, all right, man, I'm going to go work on my shed. All right. And, uh, yeah, man, good stuff. Yes, sir. All right. Recording stopped.